welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. This week, students at Brattleboro Area Middle School have made choices about which clubs, activities, and or sports they would like to participate in this fall. These choices can meet needs of students today, but they can also have far-reaching impacts upon their futures. Here's an example. In 1924, a small group of dedicated students joined the after-school debate club at Bradbury High School. They learned how to research topics, develop informed opinions, and argue effectively. The club was successful in regional competitions that in the spring of 1925, the young people found themselves in the state of Vermont interscholastic debate team finals. The debate competition was organized by the University of Vermont and the final debate was held in Burlington at the UVM Chapel. The issue posed to the debaters was whether the newly formed Soviet Union should be recognized by the international community. The Brattleboro High School team was tasked with arguing that the Soviet Union should not be accepted by the world community. The team argued that the Soviet Union didn't respect human or property rights, had not paid back international debts, and was not a trustworthy international trade partner. In a close competition, Brattleboro was selected over Bradford Academy as the winner of the debate. Students on the debate team won partial scholarships to UVM. The four students who were recognized as the best Vermont high school debaters were Cecil Hustis, Preston Gibson, Franklin Sears, and Max Gisson. Cecil Hustis was a high school senior and, after graduation, went to work at Houghton and Simon's store on Main Street. She enjoyed the arts and became a regular performer in local plays. A year after graduation, she married and had two children. In 1936, she divorced. The following year, she married Gordon Briggs. Cecil was a writer for local publications and took up photography as a way to help tell the stories she was sharing. This led her to join the Brattleboro Photography Society. At the time, photography was a male-dominated field, but Cecil was comfortable in that environment, as she had performed at the highest levels of male-dominated debating world during her high school years. As the time went on, she became president of Brattleboro Photography Society, and her photos were featured at the Brattleboro Museum and Art Center, Southern Vermont Art Center, and the Stratton Mountain Art Festival. Her work was also hung at the National Geographic Hall of Fame in Florida. Articles and photographs by Cecil were featured in Vermont Life magazines for decades. She began contributing to the magazine in 1954, and her work continued to appear in Vermont Life through most of the 1980s. For instance, in 1970, her article and photos about the Guilford Fair appeared in the magazine, and in 1980, her photograph of a Dummerston barn graced the cover of a state-sponsored tourism publication. After high school graduation, Preston Gibson attended Norwich University. While there, he was a member of the school's debating team. After graduating from Norwich, he attended George Washington University Law School in Washington, D.C., and then served as a law clerk in the Brattleboro office of his brother, Ernest Gibson, Jr. In 1933, he passed the Vermont Bar Exam, and two years later was appointed judge of the Brattleboro Municipal Court by Governor Smith. Preston Gibson would go on to serve in World War II. He was very active in the Republican Party politics. In 1952, he was a delegate to the Republican National Convention in Chicago when Dwight Eisenhower was nominated for president. Preston was the son of U.S. Senator Ernest Gibson Sr. and brother to federal judge Ernest Gibson Jr.
Franklin Sears graduated from Brattleboro High School and accepted the UVM scholarship. He became a member of the UVM debate team and had a successful college career. After graduating from university, he hoped he would find work in the financial or business district of New York City. Unfortunately, the depression began the year he earned his diploma and he could not find work. Franklin's father was a Brattleboro printer at the age of nine. Franklin began learning various aspects of the printing trade. After college, he moved to Hartford, Connecticut and went to work for Kellogg and Oakley Printing Company. The business specialized in printing lithographs. Franklin had early success when he connected with high school friend Marion Hooper and began a business relationship between the Stephen Day Press and the Offset Book Printing branch of the company where he worked. Fortunately, the combination of Franklin's lifelong experience in the printing trades and his business-centered college education caused him to rise through the ranks in the large Hartford, Connecticut printing company, who become vice president and oversee many printing successes. One of the imprints produced by his company was the Viking Press. In the span of four years, Franklin would produce two Caldecott Medal winners for Outstanding Illustrative Juvenile Book of the Year. One of the books was Robert McCloskey's Make Way for Ducklings. As you may remember, this book has distinctive brown and white illustrations that tell the story of a family of ducks who settle in the Boston Public Garden. McCloskey worked closely with the Hartford Lithographic Printing Company to produce the book's storyboards. Franklin Sears was an expert in lithographic printing and oversaw the production of the book. McCloskey drew all of the final images backwards onto zinc lithographic plates. These plates were then printed by Sears Company to become the cherished story that has more than five million copies in print. Max Gibson was the fourth member of the state championship debate team. After graduating from Brattleboro High School, he attended Clark University in Worcester, Massachusetts. Max and his family were Russian Jewish immigrants. He had been born in Kiev, Russia, which is now located in Ukraine. His family moved to the United States when he was three years old. Max's father began a junk business on William Street. He bought broken down cars and sold parts for the vehicles. Automobiles were still fairly new in technology, and Max's dad found that he could sell used parts to people who wanted to save a little money and didn't want to wait for new parts to arrive from faraway factories. A few years before Max graduated from high school, Clark University began a fellowship organization for Jewish students. Max probably went to Clark because his religious and culture practices were recognized and valued by the university. Max flourished at the Worcester Institution. He became president of the debate club and editor-in-chief of the Clark Monthly Magazine. During his junior and senior years, he was awarded a scholarship from Clark to help with the costs of college. After graduating from college, he returned to Brattleboro and taught in the Brattleboro High School Evening School. This program allowed people who were working during the day to take high school classes at night. Max also began clerking at Preston Gibson Law Office. He studied law at the office for a few years. In 1938, Max decided to move to New York City and try his hand at a writing career. He landed a job at the New Republic magazine. World War II began and he served as a captain in the U.S. 26th Infantry Division in Europe. After the war, he took a job at Time magazine. He became a book reviewer for the magazine and then the editor for the book review section. He also wrote cover stories on famous people like musician and singer Louis Armstrong. One example of his work was an interview he had with Dwight Eisenhower when Eisenhower was promoting a book he wrote. Max was scheduled to meet with him for 15 minutes. He shook Eisenhower's hand and said, Last time I saw you, we were both covered in mud in France. 
The 15-minute interview lasted an hour and a half as the two reminisced about shared World War II experiences. Another example also springs from this time during the war. Nash remembered the government issued paperback classic books that were sent to GIs on the European front lines. He suggested that Time Magazine begin a book club that would send subscribers four softcover books a month, chosen for their relevance, readability, and quality. The idea was to promote the best American culture with an affordable book club that could reach the general public. Max became the editor of the Time Reading Program. It operated until its retirement in 1967. Max traveled the world for Time Magazine and met many famous authors and personalities. The four students posing on the steps of Brattleboro High School in 1925 would go on to lead interesting lives. There are connections between the after-school debate club experiences they shared and the paths each chose to travel after high school. Sometimes, the things you do for fun and friendship can introduce skills that may lead to more opportunities in the future. We'd like to thank Corey, Ella, Gilbert, Phil, Jackson, Jordan, Paige, Eliza, and Sarissa for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.